following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for a live Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Presented by Doran Mayhew. Did you change? We didn't run the old open, did we? You did? No. It's Doran Mayhew now. Their official name changed. Happened January 1st. Josh Garvey's going to join us later. General Josh Garvey. The managing shareholder. It's Doran Mayhew now. They got the GR office. World headquarters in Troy. Good. I'm glad you got that done because I got Chris Ballas in studio. He's going to join us from the Wolverine.com. He's getting set to go to Houston for Michigan, Washington on Monday night for the national championship. Michael Penix Jr. Will he get time to throw against the mighty Wolverine defense that destroyed Saban? Blew up that offensive line. Players hitting the portal. How many times do you see Alabama lose players to a portal? They're usually getting the portal coming in. Michigan created controversy, fear, and panic. When you watch all those hillbilly videos from Alabama, oh, my Lord. It's their pro team. Like I was telling Josh Garvey earlier, it's they don't have a pro team in the state of Alabama. It's kind of like the Cornhuskers in Nebraska. That is their life, unless you're an Auburn fan or another SEC fan. They live in Bre- and I'm telling you, the center offensive linemen, they're getting out because they're going to be scapegoats. <laughs> How could you let that Michigan defense dominate you? And what did I say on Monday's live show? I said that the Michigan defense is the first complete 11-man unit that is SEC-like in terms of the visual when you watch them, the numbers, and speed to the ball. And outside of a few mistakes and maybe a quarter, a little over a quarter run there in the second half, great adjustments by Tommy Reese and Saban, Michigan found a way to regroup and the design run for J.J. McCarthy. I'm thinking, how much more is in that playbook uh, for Michigan. And that goes back to screaming and yelling against Georgia. And granted, they were out, man, with you know 15 guys drafted from that Georgia team. But TCU, and I don't know if J.J.'s told not to run because Harbaugh, in one sentence, will call him the greatest QB, not only at Michigan, but ever in college football. And we'll get to Harbaugh with Ballas that he is so different right now that it's almost like he knows he's enjoying his final ride. I I sense that. And J.J. going back out on the field afterwards and that photo of him taking it all in, does he know he's gone? They're playing for something as a team. And the one thing that I'll say, when you looked at the excitement of J.J. after that defense made the stop to win it, that says it all about this team. Their passion, the way the team ran the other way right in front of Alabama, which I found to be kind of 
uh, maybe by design to a point through some emotional responses. But uh, one of the great days, if not the greatest win, I think, in modern Michigan football history. And now they have one more. You know, they, have, they didn't celebrate like they won at all. Uh, you're looking at J.J. McCarthy, who's only lost once Chris Ballas as a starter, right? What a stud. I mean, this kid going is back that, to high school. Is that school. TCU is only lost? Yeah, and going back to high school, I mean, I think his record is like 69-3 and three as a starter or something like that. And the it's, TCU loss, it never should have had. This dude should right. be undefeated. He should. Now, it was partially on him, let's be honest, with the two pick sixes, but this kid is special, and I've said it all along. If this is his swan song at Michigan, then you know what? Whatever he decides to do, Michigan fans should celebrate him. And it's the same with Jim Harbaugh. He's led him back to the pinnacle. And I don't think a lot of people after five, six years thought that was going to be the case here. They thought, okay, well, if Jim Harbaugh can't do it, then who can at Michigan? But of course, it's all about the sign stealing anyway, right, Bill? I think that narrative has been shot down to hell. And you aren't hearing anybody talk about that now except for the Ohio State and Michigan State fans and maybe a few stragglers here and there. And Harbaugh being done, I, I there's no connection to any NFL jobs. There's a lot of speculation with Black Monday right. uh, coming up. Maybe the Chargers, and yeah. but they're notoriously cheap. And uh, you know, in talking to NFL guys, they don't think he's a fit there either. So it's going to be interesting to see if something comes of this because he certainly is acting like okay. But you know what he said after the game? He said, "We don't care. You know, we're done. We've blocked out all the noise." And they have proven themselves over and over here, Bill, with by just keeping winning, going to going to Penn State and winning without their head coach, beating Ohio State without their coach, and then beating Iowa, one of the best defenses in the country. Of course, they have no offense, but uh, this was really the one, right, that shut even the SEC guys up, like Paul Feinbaum and and even Pat McAfee after the game said, this Michigan team is for real. And these were the guys that were harping on that the most. So got to give them credit for what they've accomplished. But they did celebrate quite a bit. And that kind of, it, it really reminds me of the Michigan run for basketball in 1989 to the national championship. They beat Illinois. They finally got over the hump in the semifinal, Bill. And then you still have to beat Seton Hall. And everybody's like, well, who's Seton Hall? That turned out to be a heck of a game. So I don't think they'll be looking past Washington. And they shouldn't. Michael Penix is a pretty special talent. He is. Uh, you know, I, he was the best QB uh, in college football, the best player this year. I, don't, I still don't know how Jaden Daniels at LSU uh, won it. Uh, but the key will be, will Penix get time to throw? And they have a boatload of receivers. They run a high-octane offense, and that's an understatement. And Michigan's defense, though, showed against Alabama, which is more of a power team, they could shut them down. The question is, can they slow down? That Washington offense. Right. And 11 sacks on, what, 522 dropbacks this year, I think, is unbelievable job by that offensive line. But part of it, if you go back and watch that Texas film, Bill, and you see Penix, you know, somebody will have be unabated to the quarterback, and he'll make a quick move. And not only does he make a guy miss, but his eyes are still downfield, and then he'll, he'll hit a guy in stride. That is special, and that is something that you can't teach. That's an eight, and... Uh, he's just a great quarterback. So I do think that this Michigan front, number one, will be better than any they've faced all year. And I think that's pretty obvious. And then number two, if you look at what Jesse Minner has done, Michigan's defensive coordinator, in disguising coverages. If you go back and watch the Arizona State-Washington game, for example, and how they really disguised their coverages in a 15-7 to loss, uh, they really had his head spinning. So that's something that Minter does better than just about anybody. I really, really like Michigan uh, for that reason. Specifically, I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring game, and but might be like that Ohio State game a couple of years ago where they get their points, but Michigan's going to score a lot of points too. Can't wait for Monday night. Unbelievable. Uh, he'll be leaving tomorrow for Houston. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com in studio. If you have a 
Michigan comment or question about the national championship game or the win over Alabama, you can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank is a Michigan-based bank with locations all across the state. Also at HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook. Uh, The short turnaround. From the long break going into the Alabama game, is that a plus or a minus for Michigan? Yeah, it's a good question because, you know, when you had the month to prepare for Alabama and everybody was talking about Nick Saban, right? And Nick Saban doesn't lose in situations like these. I thought the Michigan game plan was outstanding, Bill. They had their heads spinning with all the motion they were doing. Everybody's like, well... They need to throw the ball more on first down, so on and so forth. Those aren't the adjustments that people are thinking about, that the coaches are thinking about. They're thinking about wrinkles and running different plays out of sets they've used all year, but running different ones instead of the ones they usually do. And they did that uh, tremendously. And I thought on the last drive of the game, too, when they had different guys in motion, Alex Orgy was actually out there, looked like he was going to run a sweep, and instead they ran Blake Corum twice to the outside and picked up chunks of yardage by changing it up. Those are the way, that's the way that you win ball games. To that point, they'd only had 41 yards in the second half and really were about two inches away from losing that game 20 to 13 or 23 to 13 if the Alabama edge knocks down the ball for Blake Corum in the, uh, and that comes out of the backfield, but didn't fortunately. And what a drive by Michigan. So I thought a great job by Sharon Moore in uh, overtime, in the last drive, especially in JJ McCarthy. And uh, but that defense really was the reason that they won it. And, and Jesse Minner, in my opinion, on a short turnaround, there's been nobody better in college football. Yeah, uh, the defense. Yep. I man, I you know I'm kind of watching McDonald what he's doing with that Ravens defense. Yeah, and I see the influence of that same scheme and style uh, with Michigan. You know the Harbaugh's talk, mm. and you know McDonald Minner, all those guys uh, talk. Uh, it really will be their defense versus that offense. I I don't know if Michigan has. The SEC or USC uh, like offense to go play a 59 55 game. Yeah, and you hope not. You know, I think if they open it up, if you look at TCU last year, some of the things they can Second half, yeah. Exactly. However, uh, I don't think that's the kind of game they want to play. They want to play complimentary football. Remember when everybody said that you can't win a national championship this way with this kind of an offense and playing complimentary football? Well, they're about to prove everybody wrong if they can finish the job here. And, you know, they've got the 90th ranked pass defense in the country, I think it is, Washington. So there's going to be opportunities there for these Michigan guys as well. But if they can really bleed them to death on the ground, and I think Blake Corum is set for a big game. A lot of people said last year if they'd had Blake Corum in that TCU game, would they have won that game? Quite possibly, but he's got a chance here to, to prove himself here again among the the greatest of the Michigan greats. Uh, you know, really building off that that run that he had in overtime, and and I think he's going to have a big game on Monday night. And also, I like the Rose Bowl because Harbaugh is really good at this on bringing a name or two that comes to the forefront in big games where you're like. Where was that dude all season? Right, right. Yeah, Tyler Morris on the on the exactly. Pass. He put him in a. And that's again back to Sharon Moore. Everybody's they're concentrating on the tight ends, and we said they're right. They're going to game plan to take him away because that's what Nick Saban's going to do. So you turn to Samaj Morgan, who had a couple plays and obviously a couple big mistakes as well. But Tyler Morris showed his speed there. Michigan's got athletes. Everybody's like, you know, well, they don't have this, they don't have that. But you know what? A couple guys waiting their turn there that are, are outstanding athletes. Tyler Morris was a top 100 player out of, out of high school. He was banged up, and you could see his speed, and they put him in a position to make a play there. So I would expect some more of that. Uh, but it's really going to come down to, Bill, in my opinion, is uh, how well Michigan does in 
confusing Michael Penix and uh, to, as to whether or not this is going to be a shootout. And I really think Michigan wins this game by a score, by a touchdown or so. Um, and I think they're going to be able to move the ball on the ground and, and control that clock and keep him off the field. So with Washington, Michigan, uh, the ticket price is lowest. Oh. Uh, I'm hearing like 1,500 nosebleed end zone <laughs> seats. Uh, we looked into a possible road trip there with a couple of corporate partners. Yeah, Club level suite for 20 people was $70,000. <laughs> that's insane. 70. Yeah. And that's a, then that's one of the ones probably up in the nosebleeds. Right? No, it wasn't. It okay. was, nosebleeds were only 40. Oh, only 40. Okay. Only, only 40,000. This was a good one. Gotcha. Uh, it, and naturally, you can start doing the math. What, am I going to buy a Mercedes right. or a, a BMW? Uh, the Michigan fans, with Texas bowing out with yes. Alabama getting beat, uh, tickets opened up. And they went quickly, or still are in the secondary market. Yes. So I, I don't know if Washington, Seattle, they, their fan base doesn't have the national fan base of Michigan. This could be a seventy percent Michigan house Monday night in Houston. There are a ton of Michigan, Michigan fans and Michiganders down in Texas, and everywhere we've been, like down at the Rose Bowl, I told you it was going to be about sixty forty, and it was. There are so many Michigan fans out there, and they were there at the Staples Center when we covered the Michigan basketball team out there in the NCAA tournament. It's the same thing in Texas when we went down there and saw them play at Jerry World uh, in the in the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16 when they played Kansas. There were a ton of Michigan fans there, so they'll be well represented. And somebody I talked to, I think it was Vivid Seats or somebody, said they expect a 62 to 38% Michigan crowd at this one. And I got to tell you, Bill, it made a difference. When they chose an overtime, when Alabama chose an overtime to go on defense first, and I thought, okay, Michigan needs to go to this end. It was like going into the student section for them when they got the ball, and it was so loud it was hard to hear. So it can make a difference in games like these. I know that Michigan will be well represented, and it was loud at the Rose Bowl. I can't imagine the atmosphere will be better, Bill, but uh, because the Rose Bowl, it was so special. But you know what? When you're playing for a natty, it means everything. Yeah, if there was any other game, if this was if that was like a quarterfinal, yeah. I'd be worried about the letdown in the semi. Right. But because this is for it all, this is for the next, the last box to check. Right. On everything with from the day Harbaugh was signed, what the Michigan fan wanted, Chris, is that they wanted to beat Alabama. Yeah. They wanted to beat Ohio State. They wanted to be like Alabama, to be like Ohio State. And they took care of the Buckeyes, won another Big Ten title, third straight, beat Saban. And you you saw that Saban doesn't get beat a lot where defenses push him around. Once in a while, you'll see a Georgia or an SEC power like LSU has got him in a you know SEC championship game or regular season uh, matchup. But you know that wasn't a fluke. No, and there's nothing you can say where yeah, well, the center had bad snaps. Okay, look at Michigan. Right, uh, and and Michigan does concern me when they get a lead where Harbaugh gets conservative. I don't know if he shuts down more and says, "Hey, we're going to do this." Uh, it, it, he got a little. He got a little conservative on blitzing in that window after halftime because he wanted to get out of there with a W. But then they got it going in the fourth quarter. Game over. Yeah, and they couldn't stop him on the ground. They, I mean, their backs averaged six point nine yards per carry. Jalen Miller. Everybody talks about. Well, they went to him a little bit more in the run game, but their backs were gashing him too. And and finally, though, um, they made a few adjustments there and. and and they came up big when it mattered most. You know, people forget it, it took a defensive stop to get it to overtime. They still had, I think, a minute and 30 seconds to go. Alabama did. And, uh, boy, they almost gave it away right on that punt. And they've got to shore some things up on special teams, Bill. 
But uh, that was to me was the stunning part of that game and why I picked Michigan to lose. I didn't think the offensive line without Zach Zinter was going to be able to hold up against those guys and that those offensive tackles were going to be able to match those defensive ends from Alabama. Guess what? They had two pressures all game. And I think Doug Skeen, if he hasn't been on your show, probably will be. And he'll tell you he tracks that stuff. And he said there were two pressures all game against J.J. McCarthy. Uh, he had the bad throw, obviously, on the first one and missed a couple of other throws, but that was a big reason that Michigan won that football game. They were more physical up front, and then that defensive line was just absolutely dominant at times. Washington, Michigan, Wolverines, four-and-a-half-point favorite, sliding up to five. Uh, the over-under 55. Some will say, well, that seems low. Hmm. I think if you're thinking high over under total, you're thinking Washington winning. Right. Exactly. I, I look at the Washington State game. What Washington State did to try and eat clock, and they had Cam Ward, a great quarterback, who was in the portal. Uh, but they and they kept a low scoring, and Washington scored late uh, right. to beat them 24 21. Yep. That's the type of game Michigan needs. Yeah, I think so. And uh, they aren't going to go out there you know, trying to win a shootout, and I don't think they'll have to. I think they will control the ball. And uh, I think they'll put together a great game plan and do things that they've done all year to different teams, but with different looks. And uh, that is exactly what it took against Alabama. They needed a quick start. Really, the answer after they gave them seven points with the punt, uh, the punt muff was was really the drive of the game, uh, other than the last one, obviously. Because, uh, boy, you know what? You, you could tell there were some jitters there, and they were nervous. And they were looking at those Alabama uniforms and those bodies. And, Bill, those bodies were unbelievable. You go down the field before the game, Alabama – 360 pounds, 360, 340, 340 on the offensive line, and you're thinking, man, how do you compete with that? They were the bigger team, but Michigan was the faster and the stronger team. I think that's going to be the case again in this game. I think this will be by far the best defensive team that Washington has played, but really, those again, it's going to come down to those guys up front for Michigan on the offensive line, and they proved they could do it against the big boys. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is joining us. We do have some questions from the audience. If you, if you want to join us, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE out of 21,000. Chris and I will answer your questions about Michigan and Washington, Michigan, Alabama, Harbaugh, JJ, are they done? And more, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Tom in Muskegon, thanks for the wait. And you're on the HUGE show with Chris Ballas. Great. Thank you, HUGE and Chris. Any option or chance to do like a memorial or a tribute to Zach Zinner on the victory play at the end of the game? Have him just step out from the sideline and be in uniform and get his just due? That's a great question. Memorial, no, because he's not dead. But I will, <laughs> but I will say this: uh, he was honored there. And he uh, ladies up. and gentlemen, returning <laughs> from heaven, welcome to Houston and the college football playoff, the final play. Welcome, Jesus and Zach Center. <laughs> and Tom, I'm joking, obviously. People man. said it'd be until Jesus came back that Harbaugh would win the national championship. <laughs> it's the apocalypse. <laughs> well, he was on the stage afterwards, and these guys Jesus all talked was? about him. No, well, oh, if Jesus is, okay. then we're all in trouble, you know. And then, then we're, but uh, it was... uh, it's just surprising he picked California as a place to pop back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Jesus, has he got a GPS? They need help out there after being in LA. I can tell you that, man. That city's going downhill, but. What 
with all due respect. But uh, anyway, it was, um, yeah, they did honor and him. This segment, by the way, is brought to you by Los Angeles uh, Tourism Board. Right, Dr. right. Chris. <laughs> they, uh, they did bring him up there on stage, and all the guys rallied around him. I got a couple pictures of him with his, with his teammates. They were all going up to him. And uh, I love the thought of that, though. I remember when they brought Walter Smith out in uniform and got him a catch, I think, in the last game of the year. This is in early, I think, 1990s. He was a receiver, and he blew out his knee. And he couldn't play, but they lined him up way outside, threw a quick pass to him. He, he stepped out of bounds just so they could get him one more touch. I don't think he'll be in uniform, Tom, but I do think that he will be out there and uh, leading these guys. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he went out there for the coin toss, in fact. But, um, boy, uh, what he's meant to this program and what he came back here for, they would not be here without him. And I love the idea. I love the thought of that. Let's go to Bobby. Thanks for the wait. You're on the huge show with Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, I had a couple questions, but I'll go with the main one. Chris, in your honest opinion and in your gut, do you mm-hmm. think that Jim is gone at the end of the year? Yeah, great question. Um, you know what? I think if he has an opportunity, then I, I believe that his heart, there's part of his heart that he still wants to win a Lombardi. I've been saying this for years. You know, two years ago, he was gone. If, if the interview goes better at Minnesota, he's pretty much acknowledged that. Uh, everybody has said that now and jumped on board and said, okay. Uh, we even knew who, which coaches he was taking with him. So, And we know that's the case again this time. But it's got to be, I think, the right opportunity here. And some of them have disappeared. You know, if you look at L.A., um, the Chargers, they were notoriously cheap. And so I think that his agent, Don Yee, we reported this actually two or three weeks ago, Hugh, you remember, who has got strong NFL ties and ties to Tom Brady. He hired him, and, and clearly you don't hire him if you're just negotiating a contract with Michigan. So uh, it depends on Black Monday, and I think it depends on the Chargers because I do think Vegas is probably going to be sticking with Antonio Pierce, and I do think that obviously the I think the Bears have announced that they're keeping their coach as well. Edelweiss or whatever his name. <laughs> I know, I know what it is. So, but we're uh, trying to do an Oktoberfest. Exactly. Reference. Yeah, exactly. But or you know, Rock what? Me Amadeus from the old school <laughs> Electric Avenue videos. I've had a hard time with that guy's name. So, but um, so it depends. You know, uh, Washington. It sounds like is actually Bill is looking at Mike McDonald very seriously, the former Michigan defensive coordinator, and now really? with the Ravens. So uh, maybe that one. You know, that one might could have been perfect for Jim because he's got his brother right across the river there in, in Baltimore. If he goes to DC. So I think it's going to depend, honestly, on what opens up. And uh, if it's the Chargers, that might be the best opportunity for him. Yeah, but it it seems to be like how quiet the Chargers are about potential next head coaches, that it's all quiet, that maybe they have a handshake deal through his agent. That they don't want to discuss it till the season's over. It's possible. Uh, there's, uh, you know, and Jim's not going because be it was about really it. the first hot job. I know the Raiders' job opened up. Appears, I agree with you. I think is one staying there for at least a couple of years. But the Chargers, there was all the rumors about this and that, and, and nothing is being said. So that kind of no. tells me. I think it's the Chargers or he signs a deal at Michigan. Maybe. Right? And yeah, and of course there's all that talk about he's going to have an eight-game suspension if he comes back to Michigan. And Michigan would have to Is that more scare tactics I by probably, the NCAA leaking that garbage? And aren't you sick of this crap? It's like, at what point is enough enough? How about here? J.J. saying that Ohio State was stealing the signals? Well, and we've said that too. And what they do they say? So, yeah. What they, do they say if you accuse somebody of something, you're usually doing it? Right, exactly. So, And we knew it because, you know, it, it was there was no way that they're putting up 63 points with 
without you know having some idea. So, and we're not saying they did it illegally uh, or anything like that. We don't have any knowledge of that. But um, yeah, I do think that there's no question um, that the Chargers are notoriously cheap, though. They're, they've got salary cap issues. They've got a great quarterback, though, and it is L.A. So, um, and when you said you know if I, a couple years ago it would have been anybody, right? And it was just the Vikings that were showing interest. Now I think Jim can be a little bit more picky, but I think L.A. would be a great fit for him given his ties there. Yeah, how quiet it is with the Chargers job. There's a part of me that says he gets through Monday. He seems to be ultra relaxed and savoring this, taking yeah. everything in, even at his pressers. Right. Right. Just uh, there. He doesn't want it. Right. He's not going to risk where if you're the national championship coach. Your stock is Jim Harbaugh will never be better. Exactly. And, and you're going to risk coming back and having the NCAA jack with you? Right, exactly. And this is all scare tactics to get him out of there? It is, and it's very clear. And it just it, the narrative continues Yeah, but to his change. own school didn't have his back and suspended him to start the season. Yeah, and that, he did not, that did not go over well with him. I'll be honest about that. And then at the end of the year, um, he got suspended for the, the Ohio State game. Can you even imagine having to sit that out and watch and, it? And what, they, what this team has done, it's unprecedented. Yep. Okay, not only you, you had the great year uh, three years ago, right? Or, and then, oh, no way they can do that again. And they go do it and blew it against TCU in that first half. Right. And I'd do it again as beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, get to the college football playoff. They do it again. They're the overall number one seed, and now they knock off Saban in Alabama, and Harbaugh was suspended for six games. It tells you about the leadership. When you look at Blake Corum, when you you look at J.J., when you look at Moore, give him credit. When you look at the assistants, Minner, it talks about this team in the bunker, and nobody, and I repeat, nobody has been able to dent them Three years in a row. It's insane. Mike Sainer still, I'll go to him. He's probably one of the key pieces on defense. Yeah, he had one bad play. He had a whiff. Right, exactly. That happens. But other than that, all year, this guy's been a rock. Chris Jenkins has been a stud. Uh, the, the guards, like uh, uh, Trevor Keegan and Zach Zinner, uh, just unbelievable leadership. So, yeah, and everybody's looking at next year and saying they're going to take a huge step back. But you know what? It goes back to culture. And on the scheme teams, for example, he said, you know, those guys set – the foundation and the expectation. And they got a lot of good pieces coming back next year too, Bill, if they've got a quarterback, no matter if J.J. McCarthy and, and G- Jim Harbaugh move on and if if Sharon Moore is the guy. So uh, I don't think this thing's going to die. Uh, will they win a championship next year? Probably not. So that's why you got to take advantage of this season. Yeah, and they have. Yes, and they, they have. have one game remaining. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com team will be there. Clayton and Anthony going yes, with Yes, they you? are. Absolutely. Uh-oh, they're excited. One yeah, they was, are. One was worried about getting left out. <laughs> no chance, man. And you, and you brought a – what was cool is you got a Wheel of Fortune kind of spin thing, and he had those guys spin it. <laughs> I told them there's no way you're not going to be here this year, and my young guys and best staff we've ever had, those guys. Your, your coverage great. at the Rose Bowl leading up to it and afterwards was phenomenal. I appreciate Chris. it. It was. Yeah. And Clayton and Anthony work hard. We had Johnny Borton on the show Amazing. earlier this week. Had Skeen. Yeah. Skeen's fired up. He should be fired well, up. He likes the lines making plays, right? Well, he was like me, and he's like, man, I didn't see that coming from the offensive line. But what they did, what Trente Jones did stepping in there and, uh, and what – Ladarius Henderson did at left tackle against those two edges who did nothing, Bill. These guys are first-round picks, and they did nothing. Remember what Penn State did with one guy, Chop Robinson, who was athletic and dominated on the edge. These guys had two. I thought, okay, this is going to be trouble, and it turned out not to be. So Skeen was giving those guys their their due, and, and their props on our podcast this week was a lot of fun to watch. You can follow everything Michigan-Washington at thewolverine.com. If you have a 
Michigan National Championship game question. Harbaugh, JJ, and more. Chris and I will answer those questions over the next hour and 30 minutes. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across the state. 1-866-838-4843. Add HUGE Show. If you can't call in, you want to drop the question on Twitter. The HUGE Show on Facebook. And opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Kick off the new year with great deals at Meyer, Like buy one, get one free select vitamins. And hand weights are buy one, get one 50% off. Plus, active fitness recovery products are 20% off. Start the year off right and get everything you need for a healthier you in one stop at Meyer And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step and good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com in studio. 
the next hour and 15 minutes. If you have a Michigan football question, you can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Wolverines and the Huskies for the college football playoff national championship coming up on Monday. So from what I read, Chris, Michigan is leaving Friday for Houston, so it's not the full week thing. It's different than the semifinal has a lot of buildup, almost a vacation bowl experience for the team. Yeah. This is close to an extended weekend on a regular season game. That's exactly right. And uh, so it is important and imperative. And they, they did some scouting on Texas and Washington. Uh, they'll tell you they didn't, that they all eyes were on Alabama. But you have to take a peek at least and know what you're getting into uh, to prepare for that. And they did that. So they will leave Friday. We'll be there at the airport. You can watch us at the Wolverine.com. We will have a couple of comments from Jim Harbaugh about how beautiful Houston is and everything else and uh, the people there. And He'll say whatever. Happy New Year again. Exactly, probably. Uh, or happy. He said that every time he was on yeah. on Monday. The early shows, the interviews, yeah, uh, in game, post game, he, he kept saying Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, and he says the same thing to everybody on every show. And how about know. his parents going spastic talking to Brad Galley? <laughs> it was amazing. Galley's a great guy, but somebody had like love a bar- him. I think Barstools had something where they said, and you, now you see where Jim gets it from. Yeah, right? exactly. And his daddy, you know, who's got it better than us is from his dad, and his, but his mom, you know, he, he talks about his mom all the see, time. I, and she, I haven't heard a lot from her ever. She was yeah. a total spaz. She was, and it was great, and uh, it was fantastic. But you know what? It was great seeing them there. You know what? One of the best parts, Bill, was watching the assistant coaches with their families coming down and everybody in tears and uh, you know, you talk about not celebrating too much, and but the emotion of it in that setting. And uh, again, I can't do it justice with the mountains in the background and the field bill is like the fairways at Tullymore. It is that good. You can't slip on it. It is just that good. And to be in that environment and those Michigan fans didn't want to leave, it was fun to watch and seeing Jack Harbaugh and Jackie down there. And, you know, as you know, my parents and I are close and you take advantage of every opportunity you have with them. And uh, that Jim has been able to do that has been fantastic. And they know what Jim has been through. Yeah. More more than anybody else. Uh, The Harbaugh family, they hear it, they read it, they see it, and they feel it through Jim, what he's been through. And beating Saban, I go back to what... Hackett wanted when he got Harbaugh to sign on the dotted line, what the Michigan fans wanted through all the coaches, and even at the end of Lloyd. They wanted to be among the big boys in college football. Project Unicorn, they called it, when they were going after him. And remember, everybody in the NFL was saying that Jim Harbaugh wasn't coming here, and we had our sources, some close to Jim Hackett and some on the West Coast, saying, you know what, uh, this is something that's probably going to happen. And uh, fortunately for Michigan, it didn't. Fortunately for Michigan, they didn't really give up on him after 2020 because the more we look at that COVID season, Bill, the more we understand that was an asterisk season and these guys weren't practicing for weeks at a time and you had opt-outs and everything else and none of those games really mattered. For, for God's sake, Indiana almost won a Big Ten championship and Tom Allen's gone three years later. What is That tells you pretty much everything you need to know about that season. So, uh, But they kept him and that really lit a fire under him and now they're trying to reward him. I will tell you this, that 10-year, $125 million deal or whatever that I think Ian Rappaport or somebody put out there, I don't think that's accurate. I do think it's a five-year extension on the on the 
uh, on the table for Jim Harbaugh, though, at $11 million a year. So, And I do believe that he will be the highest paid coach in the Big Ten if he comes back. But again, that's not on his mind right now. All that's on his mind is winning on Monday night. Is J.J. ready to be a high enough draft pick to leave college football? I don't think he is right now. I don't see it. But, mm. you know, again, the, uh, the metrics, the measurements, um, Harbaugh, again, Harbaugh can't tell him right now, hey, I'm going to draft you because he doesn't know what team he's going to or what his draft position will be. Right, and he's got only until January 15th to figure it out. Or J.J.'s comfortable enough to know he's going to get a mega NIL deal to stay next year. And he's not, and that's unfortunate. He's not? Michigan's NIL has gone down the tubes Well, they lost, you know, go to Dickinson, losing him to Kansas, right? Right, absolutely, and he said as much, and now it's, you know what, they aren't doing a good enough job, and I will come out and I will say it, and, you know, anybody wants to get mad at me can get mad at me. Are they on the high horse? said the Michigan education, they want to draw the people no, in for that? they just don't have enough organization, and they haven't from the get-go. And if you're not going to be paying players, did you read that article in The Athletic where they were talking to kids at the All-Star game down there in Under Armour? Under Armour, yeah. And they were talking about, well, I was getting $300,000, $400,000 up front. Where's the NCAA? How come they're not flocking to them? No, 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 but a cheeseburger right. that you can't right. remember buying. Right. Or, or stealing, allegedly stealing signs. Yeah is the end of the world. Absurd. And uh, immediate kids, suspensions. It was almost every kid that they interviewed. Well, you know, eighty to hundred thousand dollars a year and so on and so forth. And the NCAA looks Does the other nothing. way. Why aren't they flocking there? This is a, this should be immediate, right? They gotta go now. They've set the precedent that they've got to take care of this right away and we gotta be on top of it. And they aren't doing a damn thing about it. So it's unfortunate, but that's the way the game is going. Michigan's not playing that game and if you want to be transformational and not transactional, then you better have your ducks in a row and you better have your boosters on board and you better be telling them what to do with their money and there are some bills coming due bill that uh, that i don't think they're going to be able to pay and uh that's ridiculous where where this is right now and it's hard to talk about this when you are three games away you know three days away from a potential national championship or four days whatever it is but it is reality here that they are going to struggle if they don't get on board with this chris ballas of the wolverine.com joining us in studio you have a Michigan-Washington National Championship game question. Want to talk about the Alabama game, the future of Harbaugh or J.J.? You can join us live on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE. To 21,000. That's the word HUGE to 21,000. Speaking of texting... Text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000, and you'll be in the drawing next summer during the Huge Shell Golf Event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, where you could win Lomas Brown's tricked-out custom Lions golf cart. All you have to do is text IMPACT to 21000. You can meet Lomas and see the cart from 2 until 4 p.m. on Friday, January 12th in Novi, at the Suburban Collection Showplace during the Ultimate Fishing Show at the Impact Power Sports set up there. Lomas will be there 2 until 4 on Friday, January 12th. I'll be broadcasting live that day, 3 until 6 statewide from the Ultimate Fishing Show in Novi, in the Detroit area. And Lomas Brown and I will be at the Power, the Impact Power Sports booth at the Ultimate Fishing Show and meet Lomas, get an autograph, take a selfie, picture, and also see that Lions tricked out custom golf cart that could be yours. And if you want to get in on that drawing, it's free. No purchase necessary. Just text IMPACT 
to 21000. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this. Day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. The day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top shelf skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U. Four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Knapps Corner. Also in Rockford, their waxology just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Thursdays are presented by Dorn Mayhew, Josh Garvey, and his team. And the Dorn Mayhew Grand Rapids Officer World Headquarters are in Troy. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com doing his best air band repeat <laughs> performance from Northview High School on the north side of Grand Rapids. What year you graduated from there? Uh, late 1980s. Late 1980s. Want to give a shout out to Larry Ballas and your mom. Love them. Great people on the north side of GR. Larry calls this the greatest radio show ever. Thank you, Larry Ballas. <laughs> he does, really. Why are you laughing when he says he does? Oh, he does. He does. Yeah. Okay, is he, I bet he's listening right now I to mean, you guys. Sure, he is. Absolutely. Good man. Remember, I met him for the first time. I was at a Meyer doing a live show, I think up on Plainfield on the north side of GR. And he we popped in and said, and I'm Larry Ballas. And our buddy there, the late uh, Brian. Who was it? Bromley at the Huntington Bank. Yeah, God God bless bless him. Yeah, love the Bromley family from Midland to 
West Michigan with the Suns. Yeah, that was a tragic loss, but a lot of good people along the way. And over 22 years in the state of Michigan, I'll begin my 33rd year of doing a sports talk show on April 15th. It's amazing, man. 33 years. I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud to be a part of it. Man, yeah, you guys do a good job. I've watched Wolverine.com uh, just grow, and now you have Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, Skeen, Doug Skeen, the former Michigan lineman, Johnny Borden, the senior column. It's just a good crew, a lot of coverage. Uh, the future Big Ten possible championship game with Michigan and Washington. What a what a launching pad for the Big Ten and also an up yours to the Big Ten at the same time with the Harbaugh and Michigan there, right. right? And what a disaster for ESPN. And they're just like throwing up their hands. They don't have they the did. Big Ten and they don't have the, they did they don't have Texas. They, they don't have anything. They did everything they could to bring Jim Harbaugh and Michigan down and prevent them from this. And oh, they shouldn't be there. Now they're all changing their tune, right? And they're all, we knew it all along. Oh, Feinbaum apologizing. Oh, you know, uh, Harbaugh coached uh, uh, Saban and... And, and and the story has died. Yes. And it will resurface if Harbaugh decides to stay. Yeah, of course it will. And they'll try to get him to go because, you know what, you follow the money, man. And look at Ryan Day sharing. and his team, how embarrassing it was, how they quit against Missouri, right? They're all scrambling to the portal. How about the Alabama center that couldn't get the ball back to his uh, quarterback? Taking now, so much heat from fans, he wants he's, out. And he's taking a visit to Ohio State. We're like, oh, we're all for it. Come on. Yeah. You know, bring him on. Be the long snapper there. <laughs> all right, Chris, we have a lot to talk about another hour with Ballas. If you have questions, I know. We have uh, Blake and Super Rossade from Detroit on hold. I'll get to your questions coming up in our next segment on a busy Thursday. Talking Michigan-Washington National Championship game. Also uh, within the hour, Lomas Brown and Josh Garvey on the Lions and the Vikings. And the Lions getting screwed last week. Big. Bad. Huge.